Hey friends, welcome back to episode 121 on the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. It's Thursday, which means it is another Bible study breakdown episode. This week we are in the book of Haggai. I don't know about you, but I have never before preparing for this episode opened up the book of Haggai. That's one thing about this Bible study breakdown series is that it has forced me to open up and study each book of the Bible, which has been oh so fruitful. And today, from the book of Haggai, we're going to talk about this concept that I know that many of you are currently feeling, because I have felt it as well. Um, when we are working super, super hard in our businesses, and despite all of our effort, all of our time, all of the, the money that we're investing, our efforts, our time investments, all of the investment that we're pouring into this business, sometimes, many times, we feel like we are not reaping the harvest of which we are sowing. In other words, we're working hard, but we're not reaching the business goals that we've set out for ourselves as online coaches. And so today, what I want to do, if you're somebody that's like, God, what is going on? Why am I four years into this thing three years, two years, however, however far in you are, however many dollars invested you are, why am I not seeing the investment that I expected? Why am I not reaping that harvest, God? Why are you blessing them? Why are you blessing their business? Why are you not blessing my business? And if that's you today, friend, I want to give you four steps to receiving breakthrough and blessing over your business. I need you to open up your Bibles to the book of Haggai and let's get to it. Ooh, one more thing. I want to let you know right off the bat, this episode is a bit longer than what my normal episodes are. Please do not allow that to deter you from pressing play and listening to this entire episode. I could have split this episode into two and did a part one, part two, but, but honestly, friend, I believe that you need to hear this all the way through. Every moment of this I want you to listen to this episode because I believe that the Lord has a word for you. So Right off the bat, please don't let the length of this episode deter you from listening to it all the way through. I love you. Let's get to it. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 a month in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, 
You don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online. So you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients and create life changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. So friends, as we open up today's episode, I need to be vulnerable with you today about what's been going on in my life behind the scenes. And I I like to believe that I am pretty vulnerable <laughs> with you all here on this podcast, but I want to give I just want to pull back the curtain just a little bit more to give you a little bit deeper insight into what is going on behind the scenes of my personal business and not for you to compare yourself to me, but just so that I can be transparent with you as somebody who is, I, whether, whether, whether I want to believe this or not, I am a leader in this space. Now I am not somebody that has thousands and thousands and thousands of Instagram followers, but if I have even one follower, I have influence. Okay. So let's recognize that you have influence over your whoever's listening to whoever your audience is and i want to i want to steward that role well and make sure that of the people that the lord has allowed me to have influence over that i am stewarding that well by being appropriately transparent so with that being said i'm going to be transparent with you the lord has been refining me big time over the last well years but really even so more deeply in the last i would say three to four months. And in fact, I was telling one of my friends this morning that I have never experienced more spiritual warfare in my life than I have in the last three months. And I'll get into that here in a moment, but all that to be said there, I am making um, progress in my business. I'm making moves in my business that I've never made before that I know that the Lord has called me into. And let's also always recognize that when we make steps toward what the Lord is calling us to, the enemy is threatened by that. And so friend, this is for somebody. If you are working towards what you know in your heart, the Lord has called you to, and you feel like you're getting hit from left side, right side, road bump here, obstacle here, acknowledge what is the fact of spiritual warfare. Now, I'm not saying that every single bump in your road is spiritual warfare, but spiritual warfare is something that the enemy sends to you to try and discourage you from continuing on the path that God has for you. And so that's been what I've been experiencing over the last three to four months. And the Lord has made it, made it oh so clear to me that in order to get to the next level in my business, yes, and in my life, in my faith, in my marriage, in my future season of motherhood, I am going to have to do some remodeling. I am going to have to be refined. And as we've talked about on the podcast before, the word refinement 
It sounds like a beautiful word. It sounds like a word that you would see just written in this beautiful cursive and it just, oh, I want to be refined. No, refinement hurts. Okay. Refinement, let's, it, refinement is like buffering out all of the icky so that new fruit can grow. It is a pruning. And if you don't know what pruning is, it is cutting away what doesn't, isn't serving the plant. It's cutting away the dead pieces. It's cutting away the diseased pieces, the icky pieces in our human case, our sinful pieces, so that more good fruit can grow. And that is what's been happening with me over the last three to four months. I have been doing um, deep mindset and neuroscience work with my coach, Betsy Crony. I have been, I just recently started going to therapy and I'm in the process of working through beliefs, working through um, rewiring my brain, working through just things in my life that cannot go with me into the next season. And as I was studying the book of Haggai, I, I, I prayed as I do like almost every single time that I'm doing a Bible study breakdown episode, Lord, what do you want me to say to your people here? It hit me in the most beautiful way. Okay, now I'm going to walk you through this. I can't just come right out and blurt it out of what the, I believe that the Lord has put in my heart to deliver to you. I got to walk you through this, okay? And so I'm going to walk you through this in, in the um, form of a, a story, okay? There's going to be lots of stories intertwined in here in, inside this episode. I've been at my business for about four years now. I started January 2019. I made a whopping $100 that month. Praise the Lord. Humble beginnings. Thank you, Jesus, for that very first client. And uh, it's 2023. It's February 2023. So I've been at this for four years. Um, I was blessed to have gone full-time in 2019. I, I went full-time in late August, or excuse me, late summer, early August, um, and so I've been, I've been self-employed for about three and a half years, but I've had the business for four years. Okay. And I have seen success. I have, um, I'm, I glory to the Lord. Okay. I, all I feel that I did was stay obedient. And I messed up a million times, by the way, I tried my darndest to stay obedient to whatever it was that the Lord walked me through. And he calculated in all my mistakes and all my mishaps and all the times I wanted to give up. And he's allowed me to get to this place where I am. And there's nothing special about me. Hear me, friend. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing that, that God is doing in my life that he can't also do in your life. And I have been blessed in this business. Now, it wasn't always rainbows. It still isn't always rainbows. But this business is profitable. Praise God. Um, something the Lord has reminded me of just this last weekend. Four years ago, we had, um, Lucas actually shared this with me. I don't know if I actually knew this at the time because Lucas is very good about like not letting me know <laughs> in a good way, not like letting me in if something is like bad is happening. Like Lucas really manages our finances. Uh, he's just, he's just very analytical that way. The man's got a spreadsheet for like his entire life is a spreadsheet. Um, and he's just very good at analytical thinking. So naturally he just manages our finances. And what he told me recently is that, um, about four-ish years ago, give or take, we had about $300 in our bank account and we were wondering how we were going to pay our $800 rent bill for the teeny tiny little apartment that we were living in at the time. I mean, I've, I've shared this on the show before. This is no, this is no like new information that like we were broke. Absolutely B-R-O-K-E 
broke. And I don't mean just like, eh, kind of, you know, like the, like the traditional, like, you know, daily normal financial struggles that like almost everybody goes through. No, we were hashtag broke. And that was four years ago. Just this last weekend, God is so good. We stayed, Lucas and I, um, he booked a spontaneous weekend getaway for us. And we stayed in a five-star hotel in Chicago. And we were standing out on our terrace, drinking complimentary champagne <laughs> and overlooking the city as the sun was setting. And you can see like photos of it on my, on video of it on my Instagram. It's beautiful. And it was like this surreal moment of just how far we've come how far the Lord has brought us. And in the midst of all of that, sorry if you guys can hear Baker playing in the background. <laughs> Not going to edit that out. This is real life. He's really playing in the background. Um, while God, yes, has blessed my business, okay, here's my human side. There's also a part of me that's like, okay, God, thank you. Yeah, like I acknowledge, like, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for like the progress that you've, you've made in my business. I appreciate it. Thank you. Like, all glory to you. And like, you know, God, I'm like, I'm also looking around at some other coaches, you know, in the space. And I'm just curious, like, you know, you've brought me this far, but I'm curious, why have you not brought me that far? Like, like, why have you blessed them more than you've blessed me? I'm just curious, God, like, 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 what is it about them that, that you're allowing them to make seven figures a year? And it took me multiple years multiple years to make my first $100,000. And it wasn't even within like an annual time period. It still hasn't been in an annual time period. It's like accumulated year after year, like added up is over a hundred. Like, like why God do I hear of people may, going from like zero to like $300,000 in like seven months. And it took me years to make my first $100,000. Why? Why, like, God, I don't understand. Like, why haven't you blessed me like that? Can anybody relate to this? Like, I know that I'm not alone in thinking this. Like, God, I, I acknowledge the blessing you've given me. Thank you for it. But like, I mean, come on. Like, your resources are unlimited, right? So like, why are you blessing that person seemingly more than what you're, why you're blessing me? And that brings us to Haggai. Okay, the book of Haggai. I'm going to read two different passages for you. And then I'm going to walk you through four steps to receiving breakthrough and blessing if you feel like you are doing all of this work and not getting to the place that you want to go. So I'm going to start in Haggai chapter one, verses two. Okay, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. The people are saying the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the Lord sent this message through the prophet Haggai. Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house, his temple is, is what he's talking about, while my house lies in ruins? I'm going to say that again. Why are you living in luxurious homes while my house lives in ruins? This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look, what, look at what's happening to you. You have planted much, but harvest little. 
You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. I know that there are people listening to this podcast that, that resonated with that last statement. God, I feel like I'm making money and it just like poof, it's gone. <laughs> Um, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you now. Go up into the hills, bring down the timber and rebuild my house. He's talking about his temple. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You hoped for rich harvest, but they were poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. Why? Because my house lies in ruins, says the Lord of heaven's armies. While all of you are busy building your own fine homes. It's, whoops, sorry. It's because of you that the heavens withhold the dew and the earth produces no crops. I have called for a drought on your fields and hills, a drought to wither the grain and grapes and olive trees and all your other crops, a drought to starve you and your livestock and to ruin everything you have worked so hard to get. Now, I'm going to read one more passage to you and then we are going to break this down. Haggai chapter 2 verses 11 through 19. So I guess, let me just pause here for a moment. Context in the last one. So the people had come back to, uh, Israel had come back from Babylon, okay? So they, they had left their, um, their place where they were being held captive. They were coming back and they were rebuilding their city. Except they were focusing more on rebuilding their own homes first rather than rebuilding the temple that had previously been destroyed. And God, through the prophet Haggai, is addressing, um, hi, why are you so hyper-focused on building up your own homes more so than you're focused on building up my temple, which is the place where the Lord is was dwelling? And what the Lord hit me with was this. I think of like, when the book of Haggai was talking about the people building up their own houses, I think about us building up our own businesses. We are so hyper-focused in building up our own businesses. Are we in, in our doing that? Which is not bad, by the way. It's not, it's, it wasn't necessarily bad that they were building their houses. Like the Lord recognizes that they needed a place to live. The, the problem was the priority list. Building their houses wasn't bad, but it should have come second to building up the Lord's house. And the Lord was reminding me of, are we focusing on our businesses, which is not bad, but are we focusing on our businesses and building our businesses more than we are focusing on building our faith in the Lord and building our character, becoming the person that the Lord needs us to become in order to step into the role and, and receive the blessing that the Lord wants to give to us. And I think about this in my life because for so long, for so long, I told you guys that I've recently started going to therapy. I'm doing some deep, deep mindset and neuroscience work right now. And the Lord had told me for a long time that I needed to do that work. And I, and I was like avoiding it. I was like sweeping it under the rug. I did not want to do that work because I, I didn't want to face it. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to face my baggage. I didn't want to face the things that were holding me down. I didn't want to face it because I felt like it was going to be painful. And so I avoided it. And I was busy building this business. And the Lord came to me in a gentle way because he is such a good father and, and basically said to me, Cammie, you're so focused on building your business instead of doing what I've told you to do, which is to go to therapy, work through the mindset stuff. It's not bad that you're building your business. Not bad at all. But in order for you to get to the place where I have for you in your business, oh, and by the way, every other area of your life, 
it's not just your business that I want to bless, Cammie. It's your family. It's your marriage. It's your faith. It's your relationships. It's all of it. In order for you to get to the place where I have already ordained for you. Bakes. Are you getting fired up, buddy? <laughs> In order to get to the place where I have ordained for you, you are going to have to rebuild the temple. And here's an even deeper revelation. God is so cool. The temple in the book of Haggai was an actual building. That's where the Lord was dwelling. How many of you have read the verse that today after Christ has come and died for our sins and we now all have access to the Holy Spirit after we give our life to Christ and, and now the Holy Spirit dwells in us, our bodies are the temple. This is, this is the temple. And what the Lord is speaking so clearly to me is that, Cammie, you, you're going to have to rebuild the temple, not the building, but the temple inside of you. Whatever has happened to me in my life that, that has created limiting beliefs, and we all have them, by the way. Whatever has happened in my life or your life that has created limiting beliefs, that has created um, just habits that are not serving you, that has created um, lies that we're believing and operating from, that has created fear or that has created scarcity or whatever, whatever else it is that is holding us back. You are going to have to rebuild that if you ever want to get to the place that I have already laid out for you. It's already yours. It's the like, like, like it is yours. It has your name on it. But you are going to have to rebuild your character, your temple, you're going to have to rewire your brain. You're going to have to learn how to manage your emotions. You're going to have to, to go to therapy and work through those hard things if you want me to take you to that next place. Now, we're going to come back to that concept here in just a moment, but I want to read for you chapter Haggai, or chapter Haggai, lols, Haggai chapter two, starting in at verse 11, and then we're going to break this down into four steps. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. Ask the priest this question about the law. If one of you is carrying some meat from a holy sacrifice in his robes and his robe happens to brush against some bread or stew, wine or olive oil, or any other kind of food, will it also become holy? The priest replied, no. Then Haggai asked, if someone becomes ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person and then touches any of these foods, will the food be defiled? And the priest answered, yes. Then Haggai responded, that is how it is with the people, with this people and this nation, says the Lord. Everything they do and everything they offer is defiled by their sin. Look at what was happening to you before you began to lay the foundation of the Lord's temple. When you hoped for a 20 bushel crop, you harvested only 10. Does anybody feel like that? Like, Lord, I put in the work that should have harvested a $20,000 launch. And I only, I, I expected, I had expected $20,000 in this launch and, and I only made a thousand. Like, I don't know about you, but, but that has happened to me before. And that hit home for me. I loved, I love the Bible is so alive. The Bible is so alive. When you hoped for a 20 bushel crop, you only harvested, you harvested only 10. When you expected to draw 50 gallons from the wine press, you found only 20. I sent blight and mildew and hail to destroy everything you worked so hard to produce. Even so, you refused to return to me, says the Lord. Think about this 18th day of December, the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Think carefully. I am giving you a promise now while the seed is still in the barn. 
You have not yet harvested your grain and your grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates, and olive trees have not yet produced their crops. But from this day onward, I will bless you. What I take away from that passage is this. The Lord was not destroying the harvest of, of the people's hard work for just the just for just the sake of destroying it the lord was destroying their harvest because their sin was defiling the harvest i don't know about you but when i think about this what the, what the lord speaks to me is is cammy your character has to be molded in order for you to go to the next level so that your sin does not defile the blessing and that leads me to the four steps that I wanted to share with you today. If you are somebody who is feeling like you are working so hard and you are not yet seeing the harvest that God, that you feel the Lord has promised you, four steps to receiving breakthrough from that and experiencing the blessing of the Lord. The first step is actually a point. It's a point that that you need to sit with and, and write this in your journal and meditate on this. And this is something that I did not come up with myself. My mindset coach actually said this to me uh, this week. She said, Cammie, God will not take you to the place where your character cannot sustain you. And that hit me so hard <laughs> in the best way. And I think about that and, and the Lord brought to me, um, he reminded me of, of a person that I used to look up to. And I, I looked up to them so much so in the coaching space. Like I looked at, I will even go as far to say as I idolized that person. And this person, I don't know the ins and outs of their life. And I am not somebody to speak on the details of their life because I don't know the details of their life. Here's what I can share. This was somebody that I was looking up to, even idolizing. They had a business that had, a coaching business that had made over a million dollars. They had, they were traveling to other countries. They were living this luxurious lifestyle. They're, they they had, you know, an over $100,000 launch. They had the business that I wanted. And I was like molding every aspect of my business to look like theirs. And then the pandemic hit and it felt like all of a sudden that person who I was idolizing, that I was looking up to, they stopped. They stopped their business. It, it, and I remember being just, just confused because here they were in my mind, sitting on this pedestal, achieving all the success that I thought that, that they were just, I thought they, they had everything business-wise that I wanted. And it felt like in an instant, it all came crumbling down. Now, again, I am not here to speak on the details of their life because I don't know the details of their life. What I am here to speak on is it, I really believe that the Lord was reminding me of this, that like that is an example of what happens when our success grows faster than what our character can sustain. God will not take you to the place where your character cannot sustain you. And that's not my quote. <laughs> My mindset coach, Betsy Crony, said that to me this week, and it convicted me on a deep level. And I hope that it's convicting you as well. Number two, instead of asking God, why not me? 
why, why did you bless their business, God? Like, why am I three years, four years, seven years, however long you're in, why is it that, that they have a multi six figure business or a seven figure business? Why am I struggling to sign even one client instead of asking God why them and why not me? Let's challenge ourselves to approach the Lord with thanksgiving. And thank God for not allowing you to progress faster than you were ready to. And what a good, good father he is for not giving us what we wanted when what we think we want is actually going to destroy us. Let's approach him with thankfulness, realizing that God is good all of the time, even when we don't feel like it. And I was reminded of um, Pastor Michael Todd. He gave this example one time. He said, if I were to give my daughter, who she is, is not of age to drive, if I were to give my daughter the vehicles to a car, which is when she turns 16, it will be hers. Like it, it, it will be something that he gives to his daughter when she is of age and when she is able to drive and has her license and is able to safely operate the vehicle, he will give her keys to the vehicle. But if he were to give her the keys prematurely, he would be an irresponsible father, even if she wants the keys when she's nine. Think about it this way. Like it is a, such a perfect example. Your child comes to you and says, mom, I'm nine years old. I've, I've been watching you do it for years. I'm ready to drive the car. Will you please let me drive the car? You would be an irresponsible parent to hand your nine-year-old the keys to the car. It's not that you don't want to bless them with a vehicle someday that they can drive. It's not that, that you're trying to keep them from having fun. It's that you know that they have not developed the character or the skills or the wherewithal to safely and legally operate a vehicle. But as they grow older, as they progress, as their character is molded, as they learn the skills, you will someday happily hand over the keys to the vehicle to let your child, when their character is developed enough, operate a vehicle. And you would have been a responsible parent at that point because you waited to give your child the blessing until they were ready to receive it. So Father, thank you. Let us come to you with thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for not giving us what we think we wanted because we were not ready to receive it. Proverbs 13, 11. I think of this with business and this is, ex oh, this, this verse spoke so well. Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. That, I feel like, is an epitome of my business. I wish, this is just my flesh talking, I wish that my business had one of those stories where in six months I had a six-figure business. I wish that's not my story. It's not. What is my story is that slowly, over time, through hard work, through messing up, through getting back on track, through prayer, through obedience, through consistency, through diligence, through investing my time, my money, through all of it, over time, the wealth in the business has grown. And even though that is not the pace of which I wanted it to happen, I am so thankful that the Lord did not allow me to accumulate more money than my character could handle. 
And I'll add this other prayer. Lord, allow my character to grow so that I can be trusted with more. There's a verse in the Bible. I'm not going to be able to quote it perfectly right now, but those who can be trusted and steward well what little they have, they will be given more. Are you stewarding well what little you feel that you have right now? So that was number two. Instead of asking God and coming to him with a heart of complaint, which by the way, God is big enough to hear your complaints. Go read the book of Job and you will see a perfect example of God wanting us to pour out to him our real honest thoughts. He's okay with that. And we have to recognize that he is sovereign. He is holy even when we're not getting what we want. And thank him for not allowing us to progress faster than we are ready to receive. Number three, grab a journal. That's something that um, my mindset coach has been having me do a lot of. And I was a person that I never really wanted to journal because I felt like it took too much time. <laughs> Let me tell you, grab the journal, grab the pen. It is a game changer. So grab a journal and ask God, what is it that you want me to learn in this season? Write that question down on a piece of paper and allow him to drop into your spirit his answer and write it down. God, what do you want me to learn in this season? I'm building the, I'm trying to build the business. I'm doing all the things. I'm showing up. I'm being diligent. It's not producing the fruit that I is expecting, that I'm hoping for. What is it that you need me to learn? What is holding me back? What trauma is keeping me stuck? What unforgiveness am I holding on to? That's huge. Who do I need to forgive? What belief patterns do I need to let go of because they cannot go with me into the next season? Write these questions down. Sit with the Lord and ask him. He will give you the answer. And when he does, write it down. Now, here's the thing though. The answer that God gives you may not be one that you want to hear. I did not do not, that's a present state. I, I still do not want to go to therapy. I don't. I, I don't want to do it. I don't, I didn't want to find the therapist. I didn't want to book the appointment. I procrastinated the whole thing. I didn't want to pay for it. And I still do not. It doesn't sound fun to me. Like, <laughs> and that's, that's the thing about refinement is it's probably not going to be fun. I was telling Lucas last night, that I feel like I'm in this season of remodeling. When we bought our house, we walked in and at first glance, it was beautiful. I mean, it had these nice brown, you know, floors. It, it was a beautiful home. It, it was it was beautiful. And we could have, <laughs> we were laying in bed one night and and we wanted to have the, the floors be, I, I don't actually know what the actual material is. It's not actual hardwood, but you know what? I, I don't know if it gets, I don't think it's laminate. You know what I'm talking about? It's the floors that like snap in. They look like wood, but they're not really. We wanted that to be all throughout the house because my allergies are so bad. I can't have carpet in the house. Um, and so we wanted it to be hard floor out through the whole house. And so while our house already had brown, you know, brown floors, uh, wood floors, 
even though it wasn't real, real wood, uh, brown wood floors, and, and, but it just wasn't in all the house. So we were going to go order more of that wood floor. And what Lucas found, thank goodness he did, was a lawsuit against the company of which these floors were came from for having toxic chemicals in the floors. And so what we ended up having to do, instead of what we thought we could just move into the house and just add onto the floors that were already there, we ended up having to go through a little bit of a remodel, which was messy, by the way. We had to rip up the floors. We had to tear it up. There was dust. There was, we had, there was repainting. I mean, it was a mess. And we walked into this house and we had to rip up the toxic things in this home because it could not be here if we were going to dwell here. If we were going to raise a family and have our little kids crawling around on the floor and have our dogs on the floor and and we were going to live in this house, we can't live where there is toxins. And that is how I believe the Lord is speaking to me and speaking to you that you cannot flourish where there is toxins. If there is damage, if there is trauma, if there's things holding you back in your heart, you cannot go to the next level. God will not take you to where your character cannot sustain you. And so you're going to have to do a remodel. You're going to have to rip up the floors. And guess what? It's not fun to rip up the floors. It's extra work. We had to pay for new floors. And thank the Heavenly Father that he provided the funds to pay for new floors. That's the other thing about God. He will provide for the work that he's asking you to do. Is he asking you to go to therapy and you don't want to pay for it? Guess what? God will provide for you to go to therapy. That was a hang up for me. I didn't want to pay for it. Guess what? I have an HSA card and there's money already on that HSA card, just ready and waiting for me to go to therapy. You are going to have to remodel the house. Let me say it this way. You're going to have to remodel the way you think, your mind, and it's going to get messy. Going back to what I was originally saying, I was telling Lucas, I feel like I'm remodeling and it hurts and it, and it stinks because I'm, I'm ripping up the floors. I'm, 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 I'm asking myself hard questions. I'm diving into belief patterns that I've had for decades and it hurts. It's not fun. I don't want to do it. But I know that on the other side of this remodel is beauty, is prosperity. And I'm not talking about prosperity gospel, although prosperity is a biblical principle. Let me, I'll just leave that one right there. But it is a biblical principle. On the other side of our remodel, now we can thrive. Now we can go to the next level. Once we laid in our new floors, we repainted, we we vacuumed up all the dust, we were able to move into our home and safely live here and grow and flourish. Can you imagine if we would have moved in, started setting everything up, and then realized, oh, the floors are toxic after we already paid for more of that same floor to be put in? And then we had to take everything out of the house. We would have had to rip it up. Like it would have cost us more money to do it later. And that's the other thing about God. Respond with quick obedience. Saying yes to God when he asks, when he tells you the first time is always going to yield the best results. Now, it's not to say that God's grace won't cover you if you decide to obey later. Okay, it will. His grace is, is, is new every morning. His grace will cover you. And he already calculated in all the mistakes that you would ever make. But that doesn't mean that there won't be consequences for delayed obedience. Because delayed obedience is disobedience. 
So even though it was a headache and a half to have to pull up these, these floors and pay for new ones, it allowed us to not have to pay more money later, to do more work later. And we got to move into this house without the toxic floors. And that is a word for somebody, which leads me to my last and final step. Take the step. Do the work. Allow God to refine you. In number three, you were supposed to write down in your journal, God, what is holding me back? And he will tell you. Believe it. Whether you want to hear it or not, he will tell you. He will tell you exactly what's holding you back and he will tell you how to fix it. And you're probably not going to like it. You're probably going to have to do things because refine that, that you don't want to do because refining is not a fun process. It's a beautiful word. It sounds great and it's not fun. Don't do what I did and procrastinate the actual action steps because you don't want to do the actual work. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I needed to change the way I thought. That's why God instructed me to go to therapy. That's why the Lord has brought in a mindset and Christian neuroscience coach to help me rewire my brain. I have am currently working through belief patterns that cannot go with me to the next level. The next part of that verse. Then, after you think differently, okay, let me just paraphrase that. After you allow God to transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, then, after that, you will learn to know God's will for you. Which is, by the way, good and pleasing and perfect. Somebody here needs to hear Somebody here, H-E-R-E, needs to hear, H-E-A-R, that God has a good plan for you. He's not out to get you. He's not waiting for you to mess up so that he can smite you or punish you. He has good plans for you, coach. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. God does not have plans for disaster for you, friend. He has plans for good, not for disaster, and to give you a future and a hope. Something that my mindset coach has me learning about right now is God's grace. (laughs) I don't know if you guys can hear Baker snoring in the background, but he is. I'm learning about God's grace right now. I'm learning that it's something that I cannot earn, And because it's something that I cannot earn, it's also something that I cannot lose. Romans 11, 5 through 6. It is the same today for a few hundred, or excuse me, for a few of the people of Israel have remained faithful because of God's grace, his undeserved kindness in choosing them. His undeserved kindness in choosing them. I love that. And since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. Many people think that God does not want to bless them. That he, and maybe maybe that's you right now. Maybe you are operating from a belief that you're thinking, well, I've been at it for three years. 
I have poured, you know, thousands of dollars into this business. I, I'm, I'm putting hours every single week into this business. It's not growing. God just must not want to bless it. I must have misheard God. God must not want this business to grow. That lady over there that has a seven figure business, she must be doing something. She must have more favor with God. She must be doing something. I must have messed. That is the mindset of what many people are operating under. Many of us are believing that God doesn't want to bless us. And friend, I have something to share with you. It is not that God doesn't want to bless you. It's that God wants your character to develop so that your blessing does not become your downfall. Can I prove it to you? Let me open up my Bible here. Romans 11 verses 7 through 9. So this is the situation. Most of the people of Israel have not found the favor of God they are looking for so earnestly. A few have, the ones God has chosen, but the hearts of the rest were hardened. That was me. That was me. And I'm being really vulnerable here. There were parts of my heart that I have allowed God to mold and and touch and heal and there were other parts of my heart that he has revealed to me in the last three or four months that I have not allowed him to touch and heal and mold yet. And that was the block for me. That was the reason why certain things in my life weren't happening. It wasn't that God didn't want those things to happen. It wasn't that God didn't want to bless those things, but my, I hadn't allowed him to mold my heart entirely. There were, there were parts of my heart that I had closed off to him, that I put a do not enter sign on. And he is such a good father that he will not give me a blessing that my heart is not ready to receive. I'm going to keep reading. As the scriptures say, God has put them into a deep sleep. To this day, he has shut their eyes so they do not see and closed their ears so they do not hear. Likewise, David said, let their bountiful table become a snare, a trap that makes them think all is well. Let their blessings cause them to stumble and let them get what they deserve. I wrote down in my Bible next to that, Father, please don't allow my blessings to cause me to stumble. Friend, it's not that God doesn't want to bless you. He just wants your character to be ready to sustain the blessing. Otherwise, your blessing will be your downfall. Let me give you one more, two more passages, and then we'll close today. I want to keep proving to you that God is good and that he wants to bless you. Matthew chapter 7 verses 9 through 11. This will resonate with those of you who are listening who are parents. You parents, it says, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Which brings me, I'm going to back up here a little bit. Matthew, still chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. Because remember, the last part said, to those who ask him. Starting in a, at verse 7, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, 
receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Here's the thing you need to know. Those words, asking, seeking, knocking, all of them are action words. You're going to have to take action. You're going to have to do the steps, whatever it is that is holding you back. If you ask God, he will reveal to you and he'll tell you honestly, here are the things that are holding you back. And then he will give you an action step, something practical to overcome it. Maybe it's therapy. Maybe it's doing mindset work. Maybe it's forgiving somebody. Maybe it is, I don't know what it is for you. I I only know what it was for me. But there is going to be something that, that we need to do. Maybe, maybe it's as simple as a prayer. God, I repent from the way I was doing it. I repent from hardening my heart to you. And I'm coming back. I'm coming back full force to you. I'm turning around, which is all what repent means. I'm turning around. There's something, okay? There's something that's holding back. And when God reveals it to you, he may ask that you start to do something differently whatever that is. And that's not to say that your good works is what's going to get you the thing. It's, it's to say that we have to allow God, we have to let God, like it said in Romans, we have to let God transform us. Maybe the action step is just allowing God to love you. Last verse, Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek the kingdom of God. Again, there's that word seek. Action. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Let us seek him. Let us allow God to transform our heart, to transform our character, and he will bestow on us everything he has for us. Everything that everything in heaven that has your name written on it, if we seek the kingdom. That's the ticket. God isn't asking you to jump through a million hoops. He just wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to allow him to touch the heart, the parts of your heart that, that, that you have hardened to him. He wants you to allow him to mold the parts of your character that you have shut off to him. Seek the kingdom and everything else will follow. There's another verse that... Um, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it's in uh, one of the books of John, but it says, may you prosper as your soul prospers. If you're, <laughs> Betsy Crony, my mindset coach, t- says this all the time. Go listen to her podcast, Ignite Her Soul. If there's an area of your life that is not prospering, it may be because there's a part of your soul that is not prospering. And that, my friend, you're not going to find that in the world. The, the world will tell you, you just got to grind more. You just got to be more disciplined. And that's not to say that, that being disciplined isn't important. It is. Hard work is important. And we are not of this world. So whatever solution the world is handing you is a band-aid for something that you really need heart surgery on. If there's an area of your life that is not prospering, it is likely because there is a part of your soul that is not prospering. Okay, we're going to recap these four steps. I know this episode was a little longer today, but um, I believe is well worth it. Four steps to experiencing breakthrough and experiencing blessing. If you feel that you are working super, super hard, but not seeing 
the fruit in your business that you're wanting to see. Number one, you need to realize that God will not take you to a place where your character cannot sustain you. He does not want your blessing to become your downfall. He loves you too much for that. So if you're praying for something that your character is not ready for yet, he's not going to give it to you. Because why would he give a toddler the keys to a vehicle? That would put the toddler in danger. He would wait until the toddler knew how to drive and knew how to operate the vehicle safely and then would bestow the blessing of the vehicle onto the child. Okay, same concept here. Perhaps the reason why you're not getting the thing that you're wanting is because your character's not ready for it. It's not that God doesn't want to give it to you. It's just that you're just not ready to receive it yet. Instead of asking God, why not me? Why them? Why are you giving it to them and not me? Let's instead approach God with thanksgiving. God, thank you for not allowing me to progress faster than what I'm ready to receive. Thank you, God, that you are a good, good father, even when you do not give me the things that I'm wanting. Number three, I want you to grab a journal and I want you to jot down these questions and ask God these questions point blank and then write down his answer. God, what is it that you want me to learn in this season? What is holding me back? What trauma is keeping me stuck? What belief patterns do I need to let go of because they cannot go with me into the next season? What is it, God? And write it down when he responds. And if he follows that question up with an action step that he wants you to take, whether it is repentance, whether it is prayer, whether it is therapy, whether it is forgiving somebody, whatever it is, do it. And respond with quick obedience, allowing God to refine you. Friend, I hope that this episode was helpful for you today. And if it was, would you please take a screenshot of it and share it to your Instagram story and tag me? I would love to see who is listening to this episode, who, 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 uh, who was moved by this episode. And when you share this episode and you tag, you allow other people to find the podcast. And I would be so grateful if you, if you shared this with a friend, whether you're sending the link to this episode to somebody or sharing it to your Instagram story and tagging me, would you share it with somebody that you believe needs to hear this message? I love you and I'll see you on Monday. Hey coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.